Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will do in the unstoppable company of Michael O'Sullivan, a director of Unio Wealth Managers and author of The Leveling What's Next After Globalization. Good morning, Michael. Joe, very good morning to you. Good to talk to you. Are you in Paris? I'm in Paris, Joe. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Have they yeah. got over the defeat from last Friday? <laughs> I, I, I think um, it was a pretty comprehensive defeat, and actually, the, the reaction afterwards that they were just they were outplayed. So uh, they they've taken it quite well, actually. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, so let's start uh, start more domestic news, if I may, please, Mike. Uh, Ian Curran in the Irish Times uh, is reporting that the Dublin office market is still very much in the doldrums. Joe, you're right. Ian Kearney, he's digging into uh, a report from BNP Paribas uh, Real Estate, uh, which shows that the the commercial uh, real estate market in Ireland, and in particular, I think of the uh, the Docklands and Dublin, all these impressive uh, new buildings, is hitting the wrong note. So take up. Uh, of office space is the lowest. If we if we leave aside COVID, is the lowest since 2010. Uh, a period when the property market was very, very depressed. Uh, and I think there's lots of things behind this. One uh, that looms quite large is the idea of working from home. I think a lot of, uh, not just technology companies, but a lot of companies have to work this into their, their HR practices now. Um, in Ian's article, he, he reports that uh, the uh, the commercial office, office space in Dublin is dominated by the international tech sector. Um, and and I, I think you know, potentially raise the question as to whether this is just a dip uh, or it's a trend, because if you look elsewhere in the world, in particular in the US, uh, the big cities in the US on both uh, coasts, uh, the commercial property sector is really depressed. Um, I think the the good thing in Ireland is that the, the general property market is very, very strong and raises the question as to whether some of these uh, buildings are repurposed for apartments, for example. Yes, it's a, it's a good thought. And people thought that that would happen much quicker um, during COVID, during lockdown. We said, well, do we need all these office space? And will the companies want to pay, want to continue leasing these huge, expensive spaces if a lot of their staff are um, working from home? For example, on Mondays and Fridays, it is very quiet in the city centre here in Dublin. It's, it seems as if everybody is working from home on Mondays and Fridays. Um, I don't know, is, is there something similar in France? Uh, it, it's it's um, probably less the case in France. I think uh, Paris is maybe more of a social city. The city is uh, um, it, 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 it's smaller in terms of um, being people being able to get around. People use public transport a lot more, mm. um, and there there is actually a mounting uh, property crisis here in the sense that young people getting access to affordable property is becoming an issue. This rings a bell. Uh, as, as it, is, it, it rings a bell indeed. Uh, so we may well be ahead of uh, where the, um, uh, the the French are going. Yeah. Um, quick one about Glen Dimplex. They're doing a major shake-up. It's a big shake-up. Um, one of Ireland's um, success stories, uh, very big firm domestically, I think they've got about 8,000 employees. And they it looks, Joe, from from Ronan Smith's story in the Examiner, uh, they are reorientating or repurposing themselves. So they've got five uh, factories uh, in and around uh, the airport in Dublin, Uri, Portadown, and Armagh. Uh, they're going to uh, cut that back to three uh, manufacturing locations 
there'll be about 300 net redundancies in the next two years. And I believe these are done uh, in consultation with uh, with staff. I think what's interesting as well is that they're going to invest 50 million um, in things like research and development. So it looks more like uh, they are reorientating themselves to to step forward as opposed to, to stepping back. Yeah, and Tara Mines is also in the news. John Mulligan in the Irish Independent has a piece about them. Uh, so Joe, Tara Mines, um, uh, listeners may not know, is owned by the Swedish company Bolliden, um, and they've warned that the mine may have to be closed permanently. Uh, it, it made a, a stag- pretty staggering loss last year, uh, 65 million euro loss. And if you look at zinc prices, uh, zinc prices have effectively flatlined for the last 20 years. Um, the zinc price is about $2,300 uh, per tonne, which is the same as it was back in 2005. So even if you adjust that, for example, for uh, uh, inflation or even gold prices, uh, that clearly doesn't make zinc, zinc mining uh, massively profitable. Uh, and it costs a million euros a week uh, to keep the mine uh, open. Uh, and the company's in, in, in discussions with unions as to uh, whether or not they can restart activity. Um, so it, it just shows at a time when I think commodity prices uh, are very diverse in terms of some of them really performing. Uh, and then there's other parts of the market uh, that are uh, performing much more weakly, effectively. And, and a lot of this is driven by uh, underlying industrial trends. Um, you know, there's been a lot of excitement in the last two years for uranium, lithium, uh, because they're used in uh, electric vehicles, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, much, much less so for zinc. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're a lithium mine owner, you will have had a very good uh, ten years, given how much they're using mobile phones as well. Um, now, let's stay with the Irish economy. And um, we've had two reports out in the last week or so. Um, which suggests that the Irish economy is bubbling along nicely. Now, I know I'm going to jinx this by saying, is the Irish economy undergoing something of a Goldilocks moment? So, Joe, we, we've recently released our Unio themes for the year ahead. We've coined the term no session. Mm. Um because I think not just in Ireland, but across Europe, we're in a very curious uh, business cycle where a whole range of indicators, uh, if you take Germany, for example, German manufacturing is in a terrible state. Uh, but then in other economies, notably Ireland, the labour market is very, very strong. And you're getting all these contradictory indicators. Um, and normally in the business cycle, they would all go the same way. And this time they're, they, they are diverging. For example, it makes life very difficult for central bankers who run these big clunky models um, and are trying to make sense of where is inflation going to go. Uh, my own reading and, and again, parsing what's happening in the uh, in the technology sectors that the economy is doing fine. A lot of the domestic uh, indicators, again, um, the, the labour market uh, spending are, are pretty healthy. And, and as you suggest, uh, neither uh, – too hot nor too cold. Yes, it is. Um, and consumer spending is good. Confidence is good. Obviously, the housing uh, issue is there, but people are, somehow are getting on the housing ladder. It's just whether they get on um, at um, heavily indebted levels. Meanwhile, investment into China has not only stopped growing, but it might be going in the opposite direction. That's right, Joan. We can't we can't really use the no session uh term for China. And China is a puzzle, uh, world's second biggest economy. We don't really know what's going on there. 
uh, because we, there's not just a uh, there's not a great flow of information from China to the rest of the world. But I think if we look at either headline numbers, investment numbers, uh, particularly external investment into China, or even things like electricity usage in individual cities in China, uh, it really does look like the economy is struggling. There's a few reasons, I think, for external investment into China uh, slowing. You've had a range of investment restrictions uh, put on investors in the West into China by the US and also uh, uh, Europe for sensitive uh, investment areas. Uh, and also I think the investment community worldwide is losing faith in uh, the Chinese economy, it's losing faith in transparency and also I think quite worrying lo- losing faith in corporate governance uh, in uh, in China. And I think you, you see this if you, if you, for example, compare the share price of Alibaba to its nearest rival, Amazon, there's a stark uh, difference. Um, and, and I think the worry would be that China today is like Ireland was maybe 15 years ago. At the surface, things look quite strong. Uh, but when you dig into it, there's a big looming problem on the property market in China. And we're not really sure as to how that's going to be resolved. Yeah, we're not sure, but and we'll have to wait and see. And the rest of the world will take note of whatever happens with, with China. Thank you very much, Mike. And that's Mike uh, O'Sullivan, the co-founder of Unio Wealth Managers and author of The Leveling. A- any plans for the weekend, Mike, or just to having a pastis on the Champs Elysees? I'm Joe. I'm, I'm leaving Paris for uh, for sunny Cork, Joe. Okay, well, there will be some people who will uh, raise an eyebrow at that a choice, given the weather we have here in Ireland at the moment. But have a lovely one e- either way in Cork. Breakfast business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.